welcome to the No So Podcast, your weekly home for all things wrestling. This week, there's a ton of shows that we got to watch. Uh, Pow Pro Wrestling, AEW's uh, All Out, WWE's Payback, and you know it was a it was a slow week, you know, slow yeah. week. Well, let's get into this week's show. Is it's your two man power trip? Is I'm your host, Joseph Lessel. I'm alongside here with the enforcer of the Human Wrestling Database, Corey Mack. Hey, what's your all-time favorite Kevin Nash nickname? Hmm. Big Daddy Cool, Diesel, Big Sexy, Big Sexy the Giant Killer, Big Grumpy. I like, you know, Big Daddy Cool is, you know. I mean, Big Daddy Cool is the go-to, but I got to go to my man Mark Madden, who dubbed him the Sexicutioner. In 2000. <laughs> Does that mean he's so good at sex he literally kills them? Got to be. Got to be. Well, more on Kevin Nash later. Okay. Okay. Well, let's talk about POW Pro Wrestling. As it, it was the cheap pops at the art house at Popcorntopia this past week. As, uh, you know... It, Looked like it was gonna be a, uh, looked like to be a fun overall event. You know, they did like '80s movies throughout the whole day. They had karaoke. They had a, I think, a, like a white tank top, uh, like rip them, like rip them off T-shirt. You know, hogan it up, brother. Yeah. Well, but, I'm all. But if if next year, if they do it again next year, and there's not a uh, a Jack Burton memorial like lookalike competition. What are they even doing? Right, I I have the tank top. I'm ready for it. See, I knew you yeah. would be. The Pork Chop Express is ready to go. All right. But we're ready to talk about cheap pops for Powerful Wrestling. As uh, we started off with the uh, first match was the Empire of Dr. Cleaver and King Naja versus the Flame and Aces, Spencer Scott and Zay Perez. Again, you know, you put the two youngins against the the old timers, the and they put on a great show. Yeah, um, no, it was fun. Uh, Jonas tries to get involved, but uh, you know, our boy Naja kind of trips into uh, Jonas's crotch, and uh, then he accidentally chloroforms Cleaver. Purely accidental. Pure, purely accidental. As uh, Scott hits the swanton for the win. Uh, then we get the uh, tea party with one Mr. Ulala with the birthday boy himself, Zicky Dice. Zicky, you know, t- you know, as he looks like to be, or he is, the new heel of uh, Pow as he just talks trash about how uh, Eugene is uh, full of uh, hippies. Um, who don't know how to pump their own gas, and you know they smell. They don't have. He says uh, Eugene doesn't even have to have good weed. You know that promo would have been electric like 25 years ago. <laughs> I mean, it's still good, but yeah. like Eugene used to be so much more hippified. Like when I was growing up, now yeah. it's, that part's dying away, and it makes me very sad to be honest. But it's more homeless than a uh, hippie yeah. now, you know. But then, 
then uh, Zicky announces that he's starting the outlandish enterprise. I like it. Yeah. Um, so as I said, it was Zicky's birthday as uh, Charlie Avell comes out with his cake to celebrate. However, the Blanchards comes out and they challenge Zicky and Charlie to a match tonight. And how they want uh, Zicky and Brother Levi at Altered Egos, which you can get tickets now at powerprowrestling.eventbrite.com or powerprowrestling.com. As yeah. uh, um, Mr. Ulala says, you know, if you want to match with them tonight, you have to go through Charlie and Zicky tonight. Uh, if you want them in two weeks, you need to go through them tonight. But if they lose tonight, they're out of they're out of pal. What is happening? You know, it's just the downfall of the Masaro Masaro family started at the peak and then, you know, just dwindles and then we're just, we're we're the victims here, not them. You and I are especially the victims, Joe, because I I mean, Zicky and Brother Levi have the mo, the momentum. And and we coined Blanchard Country. And I get the feeling we're going to have to move like you know, Zicky country. I don't you know. I just it doesn't flow. No, um, it's Zicky Vegas. I think it would be, but yeah, we're we're coming up with something. If uh, oh, uh, what's going on here? You know, just it just hurts us. Yeah. Um, our next match, second match of the night was Rashad Tyson taking on Frankie Dove. It was a solid back and forth between the two until Jonas gets involved, and then Stephen Bradley makes out, comes out, and makes the save. And uh, play up, we got a tag match. You know what's the back door? T- oh, yeah, Teddy Long came out, made a tag match. Yep. This match is your classic two on one as Jonas and uh, Tyson, you know, beat up Dub for the entire match, and then Bradley gets the hot tag, does the momentum. However, he uh, Bradley suplexes Tyson back into the ring over the top rope, but Tyson falls on top of Bradley as then Jonas holds uh, Bradley's feet down for the win. Yeah, it was all right. Yeah. It was all right. Flaming Aces come out and then, hear me out, Corey, I don't know if you've heard of this before, but they challenged Jonas to a lie detector test at Altered Egos. I was like, what? All right. I thought like, like we challenge you to anything. I'm like, okay, so what? We've done a strap match. We've done a part. What? A lie detector test. But if Jonas, if he tells the truth, they they will give uh, him back the five thousand dollar bounty that they had on him that they won a couple months ago. Yep. But okay. if he lies, then they get any match they want with him. I like it overall. Mm-hmm. Our next match was Murphy Madsen versus Kikio. Kikio with her young girl. Solid back and forth between the two. You know, Kikio uh-huh. young. Was that? Said, so, uh huh. Yeah. As, uh, again, Kikio just shows why she's, you know, the awesome. boss of Pal. As she just dominates every woman possible that comes through. Yeah, she, you know, she was saying she's the gatekeeper. It's still true. Still true. Um, Kikio, young girl, breaks up the pin and gets into it with uh, Madsen. Uh, they start throwing forearms. Like, uh, Nikki Sawa came out with these two. 
Um, they were throwing forearms like crazy. I was just like, damn. Uh, they th- uh, then Kikio and her young girl double team Madsen until they just throw her out of the ring. Get out of here. The main event of the match of the night is the Blanchards taking on Charlie Avell and Zicky Dice. It was that it's that uh, it was a great match. It's just that weird feeling to see the Blanchards be the babyface now and how. Zicky and Charlie are doing the drastically heels moves. Like, they attacked Jeremy's knee the entire match. So, ecto facto in two weeks at Alter Ecos, which you can get tickets now at PowerPowerWrestling.com. They're going to attack that knee of his, you know? Our world has been turned upside down, Joe. There's no other way around it. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeremy, though, however, uh, Powell drives Charlie into the cake for the W. You knew that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. If there's a kick there, a heel's going into it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, overall, another great hour and a half show from Pal. You know, yeah, it's it looks, just. It looked like a fun little addition to the Popcorn Topia. Yeah. You know, again, next year needs to have the, the lookalike contest, and I'll rock it, you know, and good old Jack Burton. Pork but, Shop Express, baby. Yes, sir. Get your tickets for Altered Egos. For, it's a Friday night, September 15th, at World Pies. Get your tickets now at powprowrestling.com or powprowrestling.eventbrite.com or the Eventbrite app because they're announcing matches and we'll be we'll talk about them next week. But I just know that, you know, our boys, the Blanchards, their careers are on the line now. And me no likey, me no likey. I just don't know what I don't know what I'll do with myself if I watch if they lose. Like I might just give up. I might just stop. You know, and just go in a dark hole for a year and see what happens. Drop, stop, drop, set up shop. I may I may have a beard, but I probably won't by the time I come out of the dark hole. Take a rocker drop. Is that what uh, DMX said? Yep. <laughs> I did not know that. So, Joe, I have to do this once before, because it's already played out by everybody, but I want to be part of the played out crew, okay? So, here's okay. how I, here's how we're going to roll into the next topic. So, what does everybody want to talk about? Uh, are we going to talk about payback? No. Oh. Are we, what is this? It was bigger news than payback. It was a slow week. Yeah. Um, yeah you know, happened. nothing happened at all in after CM Punk's match. I don't know if he maybe, you know, sucker punched uh, Jack Perry, put him in a chokehold, maybe wow. lunged at uh, Tony Khan and basically told him, like, if I'm fired, I'm already fired type, you know. And then, and then on, uh, then at the next event, Maybe Tony, Con, maybe Tony Khan came out and cut a dramatic promo about how he feared for his life, and he fired oh. CM Punk. That promo was carefully worded by legal. Oh, you don't think? Yeah. I'm sorry, but I had to uh, just let it at, you know, I'm sorry to announce that collision, but we fired, you know, Phil Brooks, CM Punk, 
we can't do this. You know, the situation got out of hand and due to legal constraints, we can't talk about it and what happened. I'm torn, Joe. Yeah. I'm torn. Honestly, I, I still am a CM Punk fan. I love CM Punk. However, I'm not blind. Uh, all sides are culpable to some to some level of this. Mm-hmm. Um, the original thing from last year, I mean, the Bucks need to grow a set. Uh, Tony Khan should have taken, taken control last year, put his foot down and said, here's what's going to fucking happen to everybody involved. Jack Perry, I don't know what the fuck he was thinking. <laughs> whatever uh kind of an idiot um but am i i want and you know you've been quiet you lately you skirt the uh you know you keep your you keep your 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 hand your cards close to the chest yeah i want opinions from you you got it is, is cm punk not the biggest culprit here though he is so oh. I, I i i i'm a big cm punk fan as well however it's one of those things that he's been with the company for two years, and he's been sus- he's been suspended for one of them, and injured, Good and injured, time. but yeah, yeah, and injured. But it's just the idea. It's just the fact that in every any other company, this this would still happen if at any other job, you know, not just wrestling. If you would punch somebody, if you attack somebody. That guy's gonna be fired. You know, it's like the, um, you know, it's the joking thing about like football when someone throws two punches, but it's the second person that does it, he's the one that gets caught, and then he's the one ejected. You know? Yeah. Um, it it's I, it's like it's a shitty thing, but you know, you can't go around assaulting all your coworkers, right? It's, and then you know the then, they don't. Yeah, and then the rumors were that there was going to be a like a meeting with the elite the day like week leading into All In, but then that got scrapped, and then you know all hell broke loose for All In because you know, you probably heard too about how there's the speculation that he showed up to Eng- England and there was no ride for him. So, so have he, you read the rest of it though? No. Nobody got rides. They just called Ubers. They didn't oh. provide for anybody. Oh, so, okay. So, whoever, so the person that made the story just put it out of control because it's CM Punk. Okay. But, you know, it's, it's a, for me, it's like, it's that thing of like, he did it. You know, this, is, this isn't his first time getting in a brawl with a, with a coworker and the first time they suspended him. It's you know uh, how 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 many times you're gonna allow it to happen you know. Well, okay, so here's this. Uh, so I said more from Kevin Nash later. Huh. I uh, watched on YouTube a, a clip of the Kevin Nash podcast. Yeah. Um, right, and it was like, I think it was right after the news got out that he was fired, but it was already posted, so he already been talking about it, right. And Sean Oliver, the co-host, asked him, "What do you do with him?" And Nash said, "You've got to fire him." And Oliver kind of pushed back. Come on, he's the biggest star. And Nash was like, "No, I mean, you've got to let him go. You can't, you can't have that happen there." Right? He's like, "Let's say I'm a rookie, 
and I'm standing there and I watch Punk do all this unprofessional shit and get away with it, well, then I'm going to fucking do it. It's like, you can't have that around the, the locker room. You got to let him go. He also said that the biggest takeaway he saw from this is that Punk needs help. Punk needs professional help, he thinks. He, he's like, you can't just go around. And what? He's like, you can't just like shove people around and try to pick fights all the time, especially if it's going to cost you millions of dollars, but you've got a, what, you've got a reputation to uphold. No, what the fuck's going on here? We, they gave him his own show. And, and is this, I think the second show or like second pay-per-view for them with collision. Yeah. So this is their second show overall. And it's just, you know, after two shows, he gets into it. But again, the Bucks alone are, you know, hey, Jack, go do this for us. I Well, I don't know if they did that or not. I would assume they're probably in his ear. I mean, he's one of their California boys. Yeah. California click. Uh, and like I said, all sides are culpable here. But. Yeah. But you just can't be doing what he did. But and here's all here's the other thing I think is ridiculous because and also Nash kind of pointed this out. I thought it was funny because his, his uh, Sean Oliver said, well, he's his fans are very they're very uh, fervent. They're like a cult. And and. Uh, you know, he's got like a cult type of fans and, and Nash quickly goes, yeah, so does Trump. Mm-hmm. They're not that much different. Uh, in that aspect, the fans are very fucking vocal and loyal. Yeah. But, and, and they both apparently in this is just turn a blind eye. Like, am I not a good punk fan because I'm not blindly saying, oh, they all had it coming? No. No, it, it's 100%. Oh. Like, I was watching, I was watching a, a streamer the other night and he brought up, they like brought up anime. And someone asked him if you've watched this anime, and he's like, "No, I haven't. Like, it's good, but it's not great." And then his chat like turned on him instantly, like, "No, no, no, no! It's the best thing ever!" And he's like, "I'm." Then he went on like a twenty-minute like diatribe about how he's like, "I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying I don't think it's that great." You're not allowed to disagree with anybody anymore in the in the age of social media, or else you you've committed, you know, the, the most heinous fucking crime. Treason. It's yeah. damn near treason. Yeah. How dare you? You deserve to rot in hell forever, you fucking prick. Right. I just okay. said the I just said the fries were meh. <laughs> yeah, then chaos. Right. It's it's that's the world we live in. But then you know I, then after Punk's release it's uh firing, it's then the you know, where does it go from there? You know, there's the rumors are sp- Spilling out like crazy of maybe going back to, you know, it's just like. Can I ask you an honest question? Yes. If you were WWE, would you even entertain the thought of signing him? If I was WWE, no. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't but the thing is. Because all you hear right now is that they've got a happy, harmonious locker room full of guys who are all getting along and want to do the best show possible. And, and it's like just this happy time, right? Yeah. You're going to throw that cancerous person in the middle of that fucking locker room and expect it to stay that way. 
Nah, man. I, it's that, you know, who... I don't think they're going to, but it's just like... when they If they can find ways to make money, you know, they're going to do it. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you know, who who... I don't, I don't follow your people, but one of your, Brian Last or someone's like, oh, another slow week, right? And it's just like, yeah. it's just crazy to think of, you know, my those joke. So, I love Cornette, but those two are so lost in the fucking woods on this one. They can't see straight. They're so blinded. Yeah, yeah it's ridiculous. I, I just jokingly said how he got, he returned in Chicago and then got fired in Chicago. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the other thing. These, all these people talking shit, you idiots. He did it on purpose to get what he got. He wanted this. He wanted to be gone, and he got it. Yeah, because unless he's just a fucking psychopath, you don't lunge at the boss and expect not to be fucking fired. Yeah, quit. I quit. Like this. Yeah, he, he got what he wanted. Yeah. Quit. Quit. Quit trying to martyr him. He's fine, guys. He's fine. He got what he wanted. And he gets to play the patsy here. He gets to play the victim. Don't worry. I'm sure there's a shoot promo somewhere that's, that's gonna what... happen on a on a podcast or on an episode of Raw where he's gonna <laughs> fucking martyr himself and it's gonna be everybody in the world's fault except for his. There's that uh sports illustrated report of the uh response gonna happen and it could be explosive. Uh, my my one my question to you, Corey, is what are we gonna do with the real world championship? <laughs> Fucking just throw it in the garbage. Oh we're my that, god! We're just gonna not know it ever existed, and that storyline is just you know. Well, the other part too, I think he was likely frustrated because that storyline was never gonna get finished because the other actual world champion didn't want to work with him again. Oh really? Yeah, and was flat need to. not doing it. Yeah, because that, that, apparently the last time wasn't all sunshine and lollipops for MJF. It was not, yeah. You know that was the that was the beginning of his, you know, his uh, tyrant of how he wants out and how he no showed the paper the meet and greet and that was just the beginning of that crap too. And forget how you feel about AEW. I don't. It doesn't matter. It, it, mm. This part doesn't matter. How much of a fucking hypocrite would he be to just show up in WWE all happy like nothing happened? Oh. Like he's, like he's happy to be there and he talks all positive about it. Big time. Last, what a fucking hypocrite. After, I, can't, I can't wait for that to happen, actually. Especially like that, uh, you know, the promo he cut with MJF. Was like, you go enjoy night four of buy one, get one free show, you know, and then you'll be back in no time. Because it's it's no different of a company that you left. It's the same terrible people running it. In fact, even more so now that well, but then again, he's also in bed with the UFC crew. So yeah, so it's, so it's I'm not heaven. I'm not gonna say I I don't. It's that thing of I don't. It would not shock me, and it it wouldn't, but still would shock me that he goes back after talking so much shit for the past you know five years. It wouldn't be the first time the warrior went back after the shit he talked. And, I mean, it happens. So, I mean, I guess I shouldn't be shocked if it will. And I say if, it will happen. Yeah. Yeah, because they won't be able to stop themselves. And 
Well, the idea you, you saw that idea. The I well, he sat, the rumors were around that he wanted to leave a year ago and go to the Rumble and then be eliminated by Owens, and that's his match at Mania. Yeah, he's got a real firm grasp on the world, the workings of the business this day and age. So he wants to leave because of the elite and go to Mania and work with the third member of the Bucks, pretty much Kevin Owens. Yeah. That's that's firm. That makes sense. <laughs> but Jeez. you know. <laughs> right and it's just that craziness of you know i watched collision and then that was just like hmm what do we what are they, before we get to all out like where do we go with collision because collision was his show now it's like do do they just swap you know swap it at joe Danielson? yep they don't yeah because it's like do they swap it out for do, it's Danielson show or do they start doing you know what they, you know, Omega, the Bucks show up every once in a oh, while. Yeah. Like it's it's Danielson's show, but no more of the soft brand split because he was the only reason they had to fucking do it. So we're going back to well, now we're kind of going WWE ways of everybody's on every show here and there. Pretty much, yeah, but they still say it's going to have a different feel. It'll still be the more wrestling type show because they do like the fact that the two shows are different. I hope so. But you could still see anybody either time. Yeah, I hope so. I hope that it's the uh, they keep it like even Danielson and the press presser brought that up. Like, hey, we have two shows for you and they're totally different. So I hope it stays the same, but we'll find out, right? Yep. So let's find out what we thought of all outs as we're talking about AW. Well, as before, we go through the matches. Can I yeah. give you an overall maybe hot take that I think I'll be the only one who has? There's only two of us, so good luck. Oh, no. This was a better show than All In. Really? Yep. Yep. Dig- digress on that one for a minute. I think overall it had more matches. I think it's probably because of the punk thing, but everybody killed it. Everybody went out there to fucking kill it. I mean, and there was, let's see, I loved Danielson and Starks, Nero and uh, Hobbs. Omega and Cassidy, or Omega and Takeshita, and Moxie and Cassidy, those are four, in my opinion, very high-quality matches all on one show. And then there was other stuff, like the eight-man was damn good, and uh, uh, let's see what else was good. And the tag match opener was really good, too. So, I mean, there, it was a strong fucking card. Yeah. And I think by the time it was over, to me, it beat out all in as a better show of the two. Can I ask, do you think Wembley all-in was dynamite and then all-out is collision? Like, in that that mentality of how the wrestling was? Eh, a little bit, although there was really good wrestling at all-in, too, like the main event. Although the main event at all-in had a lot of a lot of bells and whistles and a lot of storyline talk of it. But uh, still a good match, but not a traditional wrestling yeah. match. Whereas yeah. this... This cut the bullshit, and it was just fucking great wrestling action, in my opinion. Okay. Um, so let's get into it. As they announced on a Saturday or Sunday morning, there was going to be an over-budget over charity battle royal. Winner gets to pick their charity, and it was Hangman Adam Page winning it in 13 minutes and 15 seconds. As Corey said, as Hangman came out last, oh, there's your winner. 
it's almost an unwritten joke at this point. If Hangman's at Battle Royal, he's winning. And I, you know, I think we mentioned it last week, and you know, this kind of shows. Like in in my opinion, it shows, but you know, I could be wrong here. That again, Hangman's with the Bucks, and he's back in the garage. So by that, you're in the pre- zero hour. Look, I, I think first of all, you can think what you want to Hangman Page. Some people hate on him because it's the cool thing to do because some podcasters have decided that you need to hang him. And uh, and then uh, some cultish people hate him because he misspoke to Mr. Brooks. Uh, I don't know. Either way you feel about him, it doesn't really matter. He's a young, over-as-fuck star in that company. You need to utilize him. And they haven't done shit with him in about a year. That's what I'm saying. Like, Really good. It doesn't even matter if you like him or not. He's yeah. someone on that roster that should be utilized. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I like Hangman Adam Page. However, when he's with the, you know, right now, what was it? He had his first singles match on Rampage, and yeah. you said it was what March or February that he last had his one-on-one match. Yep. But his first one-on-one match in, you know, <laughs> months. It's on Rampage, and I get nice. why. I get why, because they want, you know, ratings. As a former world champion, he should automatically be in that upper level where even if he's not the focal point, he's always a, a danger. He's always a mix because mm-hmm. he's a former champ. Mm-hmm. That's how they should be booked. But he's on the first match of the Zero Hour with a Battle Royal, and it's just like, yep, okay. Um, what would you give that battle royal? That's simple. I'll give it a two and a half. You know, your gentleman's right down the middle battle royal. It didn't do anything great, but it wasn't terrible either. It just existed. So yeah, really, maybe, which is really all I ask of a battle royal. It exists. It doesn't offend me. It's not some, like some good brother forearms. Fucking hell! This impact paper, you shit. I was watching. Uh, emergence from uh, last weekend. How's that going for you? It's just started, but uh, you can't see. I mean, I know they'll turn them off once the entrance is done, but there's lights from the entranceway that completely block out the the picture because it's so fucking bright. That you just—it's just a white screen. And they did that with like Warlow's new entrance, like the blinking lights. So that kills me. It wasn't even blinking. It just were going back. Just a solid white. <laughs> it was so light, and it, they're so low that they flash right into the, the main camera, and the whole screen's just white. You can't see shit. God damn, man! I guess that new production shit can't come soon enough. Hmm. Uh, next match of the zero hour was a six woman tag team match as, as Hakira Hakira Shida, Willow Nightingale, and Sky Blue. Defeating Athena, Mercedes Martinez, and uh, Diamante in eight minutes and thirty seconds. That last team—that's a—that's a women's team. You don't want to get—you know—you don't want to see it a fucking dark alley. Yeah. Um. To me, zero hours. Like, let's get people on the card. Yeah. You know? Like, he wanted to use Athena. The original plans fell through because. Lee Starks is injured, so it just became a six-person. 
Uh, and that's another quick tangent. Can we quit shitting on Tony Khan for being nice and trying to get people on a card? People, since when did being nice to the wrestlers become a bad <laughs> right. We bitched for 25, 30 years about how Vince and Bischoff treated fucking talent like pieces of shit. And fucked everybody over. Finally, we get a fucking owner who treats them nicely. We, oh, you fucking pussy. Yeah. What the hell's going on? Vince wouldn't do that. Like, come on. Well, Vince won't, won't do that now. He does a two-hour pre-show about just talking. They have to yeah. hear Chucky Ducky for two hours. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was fine. Like two and a half again. It was it was fine. Yeah. Our next match was a six-man tag team match for the AEW World Trios Championship as the House of Ass of uh, the Acclaim and Billy Gunn with Dennis Rodman <coughs> defeats Jeff Jarrett, Satnam Singh, and Jay Lethal in six I, minutes. This should not have been on the pre-show. I'm offended. Jeff Jarrett belongs on the main show. You're damn uh, right. But, you know, this is okay again. Yeah. I seriously, I don't mind Satnam as much as everybody else does. I don't think he's great. But I think he's perfectly fine as the giant third wheel in this little team. I'm 100% behind you, dude. Yeah, it's, exactly. it's like he's just, he's, oh, man, he is still probably, you know, super green. He's only 27. He's been wrestling for what? Since 2017, he worked out at WWE. There you go. Well, of course they did, because I mean, uh, uh, someone that size, you've got to take a look at him. Yeah. So uh, uh, six years ago, so he had his first tryout. Should have signed him. I think I still think he shows more promise than Omos. I think so. I think so too. Omos has done nothing for the time he's been there, besides get MVP to be his manager, and then you know. So we should hate more. Because yeah. he'd be so much better with Lashley in the Hurt Business. Right. Well, Lashley's starting up at, well, I don't know what they're calling themselves, but the new one with... Uh, the Business Hurt. The Business... <laughs> so let's get to our first match of the pay-per-view. Well, hold on. Oh. I had uh, three stars for that match. It was nothing great. It was all right. Jer- uh, Rodman forgot to get out of the fucking ring after he hit the guitar, though. Yeah, what, bold move on bringing Rodman into the... Because they're in Chicago. My joke is they mm-hmm. lost an all tattooed guy, so they went with another one. <laughs> right. Just found one. I mean, he was obviously signed before all that shit happened, but what a weird. I don't know. Yeah, it, no, it, it was weird. Like, Dennis Rodman's going to be on collision, and we're like, like what? why? <laughs> Porque. I'd rather have Barkley. He was on Nitro with Flair. And Barkley's more, um, you know, he's able to do <laughs> stuff. He's he's more functional. Yeah, what the what the fuck's going on with Rodman? Man? He seems like he's got, I don't know, some cognitive abilities are gone, man. What's going on with him? I have no idea. It's I, it's a sad thing to see, but you know, it's just, yeah. I I was I made the joke watching him. Like, is he gonna fall asleep during it? He almost seemed like he was gonna. I almost did. Uh, so our first match of the night for the pay-per-view at five o'clock for the tag team uh, for a tag team match for the ROH World Tag Team Championships as it was better than you, baby, of Adam Cole and MGF defeating the Dark Order, Alex Reynolds and John Silver in fourteen minutes and five seconds as the Dark Order won a battle royal to get this match. Yeah, and everybody bitched and moaned. I didn't mind it because, A, this wasn't like a main event or anything. Second of all, uh, 
that's one of the things I like. This reminded me of an early AEW show in a way, but uh, dude, like it reminded it reminded me of like there was parody. Like no one was an out and out complete jobber in the beginning, and this reminded me of that. Like they were treated seriously because they are a good team. They've got history with MJF, so they've worked well together. It was a perfectly fine match that you knew they were going to lose, but that doesn't mean they don't deserve to have the shot. You can't just blow through, like, huge-ass tag team matches every show or else you're going to run out of all of them. So it's okay to pad them every once in a while with a team like Dark Order. And they again, they, they didn't do the Aussie Open rematch, too. Yeah, so they still have that in the chamber. Like, they could have done that, sure. WWE would have done that, sure. But then again, in WWE, you, you'd get, remember, like, Six months of street profits against Viking Raiders. Well, we got um, what is it? Someone did a rematch. That's like we don't need another rematch. I'm trying to think of uh, who, but I'll I'll hit, it'll hit me like in like three minutes. I'm like, oh yeah, there's the rematch. It's like, um, you know, we went what we just went like four months with Trish and Becky, and yeah, the stipulation was Trish is going to get a tattoo of Becky. Uh, uh, Becky's gonna get a tattoo of a thank you Trish across her. It's like, no, she wasn't. Yeah, so why bitch about this? It's just a random tag team title match. Yeah. I enjoyed it. It was fun. I thought it was a good match. I really liked the camera work early on on the outside when uh, Reynolds hit MJF in the back with the chair the back of the neck and he went out. Adam Cole had to do the super baby face in peril. MJF comes out to do the I'm back and I'm ready to fight, damn it. With the hurt neck, it was well done. The I'm gonna monster say, pop. monster pop. I was gonna say this. I I'm I like the MJF storyline of the babyface, but mm. it's always like in the back of my head, like he's he can turn any time right now. Yep. But you it's never. just like you just don't know when. I say, I say, I think it's still for both of them. Yeah. It's like one of them can turn at any point. I yep. don't know. I, I mean, I gave this three and a quarter. It was a good match. The freaking kangaroo kick and double clothesline chance, and it's just like, oh yeah, the, that's the over. Crowd, the crowd was with them tonight, which I was. I got to be honest. I initially wanted to watch this pay per view after Saturday morning because I thought, oh shit, this fucking crowd's gonna go Great American Bash '91 on this show. You know, it's we want punk, we want like they did, we want flair back in '91, but that didn't happen. Sure, there were some CM Punk chants, and there was gonna be there in Chicago. Especially. It didn't happen. It didn't even happen on Collision either. Like I, oh, with, really? I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, or is it going to be like the takeover type situation, and they're just gonna be chanting Punk's name the whole night? Or you but know it what? Wasn't. For Collision, I think Khan was smart. He went out there before the show started. Took all the and, heat. He took all the heat away from the boys so by the time he was done with his promo the crowd kind of got it out of him mm. it's smart but yeah like they didn't uh there wasn't that many cm punk chants for both nights and i'm like i was utterly surprised by all that I'm like well that's the other thing nobody wants to admit but there was a lot of cm punk fatigue even through even in his fandom by the time all this came to a head it was just like all right we're done it's nothing but negative shit just i just be Let's move on. It didn't work. Nice try. I give both sides credit for trying. It didn't work. Let's move on. 
Our next match was the ROH World Television Championship as Samoa Joe de- defeats Shane Taylor. But before the match, the monster of all callbacks. Yep, as uh, MJF is getting his uh, getting the uh, coming out to his entrance while uh, they're walk better than he's walking back, and MJF's in front, but our uh, Samoa Joe. Elbows MGF out of the way, calling back to the NXT day when Samoa Joe was walking out with MGF as MGF as security guard at the time and shoves him into the wall. It was awesome. I caught that right away. Like instantly, I'm like, oh, that's the like, I'm like, oh, that's the NXT. Like, I gotta be honest, I didn't. I just thought, hey, Joe's being a dick. Awesome. Uh, but no, awesome. that that went straight to me. I'm like, oh, there it is. I should have thought that. I don't know what the hell I was thinking. Um, and then MJF comes out and says, fuck you, bitch. And they start fighting. A lot of fun Put, stuff. Puts him in a uh, front chokehold. Yep. Which is the rumor that uh, what uh, uh, Punk did to Jack Perry, who Jack Perry, by the way, is indefinitely suspended right now. According, uh, to the With the presser. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. All right. So I'm torn on this, too. I can see both sides to this argument. A lot of people are like, well, he should be fired as well. And I can see that. There's definitely a case to be made where you know he went into business for himself and and, and caused a huge uproar with a huge star at a huge event. Talk about fucking up. I could definitely see a case for firing him. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know. Suspension's probably enough for me. I don't know. I don't think it was that huge of a thing that he did in terms of firing. I think I think suspending him is fine. Yeah. It's his first issue, right? This is Punk seconds. Yeah. Maybe third. You know, there was that rumor that you saw the report of when Regal joined AEW and they went to shake hands and he's like, I'm not shaking his hand. He's a Triple H stooge. Oh, yeah. So let's bring him back to WWE. That's a great idea. So, you know, like... Even though even they're minor issues, he's still doing issues with people. Well, Perry, this is honestly probably his first time maybe having an issue backstage that well, I mean, we he, know of. He's had issues with uh, taking direction about not using certain things, and not just glass, but but other mm-hmm. things too. Uh, but nothing huge, nothing yeah. you know, just like just normal shit that every wrestler does, honestly. Oh, no, my idea is the best way. We should do it that way, and I want to do this, and that's the way I want to do it, and it should be... No, shut up. You shouldn't. Um, I just wanted to get your opinion on that, because I, I see so many people being so vehement about it. No, I, I, I think he's fine. I, it's one of those things. It's his first real, you know, his first real you know, issue with the with um, con. Yeah. So I, I'm cool with him not. I'm okay with him not being suspended because it's first time. Suspension you know? for however long it lasts, and then, you know, because of that probably losing your push, that's punishment enough, I think, for this crowd. Exactly. exactly. You know, we All made right. the joke, we made the joke, by the, uh, by the way, like, we made the joke about Triple H and the, you know, the, the curtain call, and it was really like six months, like three months. But like history thinks yeah. it's been like two years. Yeah, because he was Intercontinental Champion by October. Yeah. So not like he was getting, you know, he, he was just sitting at home and not getting yeah. a paycheck. Yeah. 
So, what did you think of the ROH television title match? Well, I'm a big Shane Taylor fan. I've been watching Ring of Honor for years with him, so I liked this. I'm a big Joe fan. I'm a big Taylor fan. Uh, kind of like a match a little later on. This is right down my alley with two big men slapping meat. I had no problem with it. Uh, I think Shane Taylor has something. I think he's better than Keith Lee. Um, and the only reason I make that comparison is because they were former tag partners. I think he's got the higher ceiling. He's, I don't know, I just he can talk better. I think he's a slightly better worker. Keith Lee could do more shocking things like, you know, weird power moves, but I like him. I thought this match was good. I gave it a flat three. It was enjoyable. It's like they did the good kind of quick build of, you know, Taylor was one of the longer television champ, uh, you know, TV title yeah. holders. And, you know, he wants uh, wants his title back and just a little quick, easy storyline on get it to it. I, I'm, it's, it's kind of he got the same th- treatment like the Dark Order did. Like, why, why is someone who's not who's part of ROH, who's part of AEW, that we don't see on this card? Yeah, it's like, I, yeah. My favorite part is why is this guy from Ring of Honor getting a Ring of Honor TV title match on pay per view? You know what it might be? It's because <laughs> hey, didn't we just do a show last week? So we're not going to use the same people. So let's use different people. I, Everybody bitched, I don't want a fucking full card of rematches, and they bitched because they didn't get a full card of rematches. Yeah, it's like, there was, what, some semi-rematches via the fact that it's like Omega and uh, Omega's match was a... You can't even call it a rematch, though, because it was... Exactly, I was going to get to that. It wasn't even a rematch, because the first one was a six-man, this one's a one-on-one. It's almost like he used... One show to book into the next one, like you know you're supposed to do. Yeah. No, I enjoyed this match. I like that. I, you know, again, I'm with you. And, uh, you know, slapping meat here, but meat gets to a next level in two matches from now. Yeah, it does. Um, our next match. Hmm. I said we'll talk about that. Oh yeah. Our next match was for the AEW TNT Championship as Luchasaurus. With champion Christian Cage defeats Darby Allen in forget, 12 minutes and 20 seconds. Don't forget father of the year, Christian Cage. Father of the year, yeah. He started his presser with asking everybody how their fathers were. That's so awesome. It's so awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, this was okay. Um, I may not like Luchasaurus much, but this is where he's best used. Heel, big man beating up small underdog baby face. That's the perfect use for him, other than just standing at inside and doing nothing while Christian does everything. Um, Is Darby Allen's body just made out of goo? Probably. Either that or he... Well, he admitted he's he's fucking hurting. That, uh, going into that match, he said, ah, he's hurting. His spine's fucked up. His, he said those coffin drops in Wembley were... Fucked him up more than he thought they would. Um, what? What? Two coffin drops on a coffin? Okay, that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm, I'm kind of surprised that Luchasaurus won to keep it, but, but, I was overjoyed when I heard about the uh, 
the presser when Christian announced that he had re-signed a multi-year deal with AEW. Yeah. So I was like, all right, no matter, keep it going because his this this gimmick with him and the belt is fucking awesome. So I'm all for it. Go for it. I, I like the fact that that presser with, with Christian is like, hey, what's the rumors of your friend Edge out of Copeland showing up? And he's like, I have no friends. I'm only friends so. with Lucha, of course. Yep. What's your father? Now, I was surprised that Darby didn't win just because like it it was the your typical buildup of. Darby getting the wrong end of it every week. And then you would think off the paper, he's going to get the W, but no, he didn't. Nope. But again, he's just made of goo getting thrown into the barricade, the front flip over Darby, uh, over uh, Luchasaurus who was sitting on the chair. <laughs> he's got to take some time off. I was like, anyway. Well, they're starting the Eliminator Tournament, and he's facing Nick Wayne on God. Wednesday. God damn it. Never mind. And <laughs> then um, uh, it's Nick Wayne and um, oh, Nick Wayne and Darby, and then Beretta versus Roderick Strong. That's going to be a low-key good match. So, Mr. Utilizing Beretta more lately, and I think it's a good thing. I got a suspicion about him that he might be turning on Chucky sometime soon. You know what? I wouldn't be against it because they they could do something with Beretta, but I don't think they can do much with Chucky. I just I I just feel like I see it happening. Like after the matches and stuff, he's just not he does well. He's got his ass handed to every every match, so it's like I can see why your facial expression is that you're beat up and you're tired of this crap. But like I'm seeing, it, I'm like. Is he going to turn on Chucky? I would fucking, I would make it reality-based, have him turn on him, and then when they ask him why, I'd be like, because he never takes any of the fucking bumps. Yeah. I'm fucking dying over here. Uh, what'd you give it? Uh, it was good. I, I got flat three again. It was good. Well. Pretty much just right there. Well, let's see what you give this singles match. Miro defeating Powerhouse Hobbs in a meat fest. And 15 minutes and 40 seconds. The crowd made this match better than it actually was. And I'm, I'm not saying that it was bad because I actually really liked the match. Um, but the crowd chanting extra meaty things. I'm going to go all the way up to four and a quarter for this match. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it myself. But um, And the crowd, holy meat. This is uh, meat. Um, meat forever. Meat forever. Every time they hit a clothesline, it's meat. Like yep. it, it went to the match, but they were just slapping the hell out of each other. I'm like, yeah, I'm all for this. You know, slap your meat, big men. Slap your meat. Hey, Joe, you know yeah. what I want? It's all about. Hmm. What happened after the match? Oh, when uh, CJ Perry or Lana Miro's wife came out and got according, in the way. According to the Tron, her her name is just hot and flexible. No. Yeah, I don't know about that. I did see the photo, what they're going to do next, but it was AK, but it was really this her and Lashley in the bedroom, like they did last time in the storyline. But no, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this match. Just the, all the meat that was happening. And I'm kind of surprised that Miro won. I'll be honest. I thought Hobbs was going to take out the dub, take the W on this one. You know, I was kind of hoping that eventually yeah. Hobbs would win something. But. 
it's yeah, I don't know. But it was fun. It was a fun match. Um, at this current moment, it was my match of the night. <laughs> Up at this point, yeah. Like I said, I get four and a quarter. I really like this. Um, our next match were for the TBS Championship as Chris Stantlander defeats Ruby Soho while uh, Tony Storm and her uh, 70s They Don't Love Me character uh, comes out to help Statlander. Oh, this is golden, Hollywood. This is the 1950s, buddy. Oh, she's killing it. But uh, by the way, and I, it took me a while to realize this, but uh, did you notice Statlander in the Zoolander gear? I did. Yep. And I did take that long notice as well. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, they she treated... Hit... Huh? She even hit Blue Steel during her entrance. As uh, they uh, tweeted it out to Ben Stiller, and he responded like, ridiculous, like, good looking. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest. I, this was, like, my least excited match of the night just because how... <laughs> Statlander is the champion for, it's been like three months now. And you're really going to have her lose to Ruby, who just lost the title match a couple weeks ago? Yeah. I wasn't really. And it was okay, but it wasn't great. Like two and three quarters. Yeah. The work was fine. I mean, they're two competent wrestlers. But Mm -hmm. as, you know. But, yeah, it's just going into, I'm like, it's that how many times are you going to give Ruby Soho a shot at something? The Owen Hart tournament, twice, she takes the L. She gets, I don't know how many title matches, she takes the L. Well, here's the the kicker, and it's, but I'm hoping people improve. And, and Sky Blue's gotten a modicum better, but she's not great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anna Jay's the same way. But when it comes to people like, You've got the main event tier, the hater, the the Brit, the Sheeta, the uh, Tony Storm, who don't lose that often, right? And then right underneath them, you have Ruby Soho and, and Willow, really, as the only other two competent workers. So when you need somebody to either lose a title match or lose an important tournament final or something, yeah, you kind of go to either one of them. Cause you can... You can slightly throw in Taya, but she's underneath them. She's in like the C section, yeah. you know, like she's in that, uh, but she's in that area too. Like she's there, but just to take the L. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's not really fair to them because they're all a little better than that. Yeah. But that's just kind of the spot they have. Mm-hmm. Uh, and honestly, let's be, let's call it spade a spade. All three of those women are better workers than Britt Baker. Yes. Um, yeah. Let's, you know how it is. That ego got to her pretty. Uh, Hell yeah, she's, she's Charlotte flaring it up. And that's kind of impossible. As Charlotte Flair, Charlotte flaring it up as well. Oh my god! That big boot she missed uh, to oh. Kyrie, to to uh, Eo, and then uh, having her just boot the big for her to boot the belt, not her. Yeah, that boot was in a different zip code, and Eo had to sell it anyway. Mm-hmm. That was terrible. Our next match was a no disqualification, no disqualification strap match as Ricky Starks wanted the dragon, Ricky Steamboat, but he got a different dragon as he took on Brian Danielson. 
as Danielson defeats Starks in 22 minutes and 40 seconds. And it wasn't the four-corner strap match. It was this, I'm going to whip your ass strap match. It was awesome. I think this might be my favorite strap match. It's uh, it's easily my favorite strap match of all time now. And I'm going to be honest with you, I went four and three quarters. I'm up there with you. This match was violent, nasty, but awesome. They laid into each other. Danielson admitted in the presser that it was all smoke and mirrors and Starks carried him. Yeah. Uh, I saw, I, oh, I watched the presser, and then when he came out, he's like, it's all smoke and mirrors. I'm like, and he's like, you know, I never threw a punch with him on my right hand. I'm like, oh, I, I noticed that. I'm like, he has, he's, not th- he's, I'm like, he's not throwing a punch with that. His, or when he's doing his drop kicks, he's falling on his left side to, you know, not take the. He was over rotating to fall on the left side. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Starks, I thought this was a coming out match for Starks. I hope so. That dude, to me, showed he's got what it takes to be at that top level. I hope so, because th- this is, uh, you remember he'd cut that promo against MGF a couple months ago, and then everyone's like, this is his coming out party, and then. Except for, I, he's not bad at being a face, but I never, I never bought him as a face like that. As a, He heals where he shines, so now's the chance. And I think they're going to capitalize on it. He was fantastic. The the production, the everything about the ending where he's being choked and his eyes are rolling in the back of his head and his face is turning red and he he sold it magnificently. That was fucking brilliant. I yeah. love this yeah. match. It's kind of it's their version right now of like what people say, you know. It's like their version of Hitman, you know, Brett and Austin. Austin's not going to yep. tap. He's just going to pass out to the blood in the submission while this is what Starks did with the the strap around his throat getting choked out. It was fucking awesome. I hope they capitalize on Starks. Um, it looks like him and Big Bill are still a thing, which is awesome, too. Because mm-hmm. yep. even I, the presser, even the presser, Danielson brought up like how like, Starks gets it. In Stark's promo and collision, he talks about Big Bill. like He didn't have to. He's helping Big Bill get over. Yep. By cutting a promo and then mentioning him about how what he's gone through to be where he's at right now, it's just like you didn't have to, you didn't have to do that, but he did, and like oh yeah, he gets I'm, it. I'm all about it. Push him. I love this. This was awesome. Our next match was a, just a tag match of the Blackpool Combat Club of Claudio and Wheeler Yuta defeating Eddie Kingston and Shibata in 15 minutes and 55 seconds. It was awesome, dude. Uh, it wasn't great. I mean, it wasn't as good as the last match. I mean, it's like, I gave it like three and three quarters. I like this match. I like all the guys in it. I love Eddie Kingston. I love the Claudio Sucks Egg shirt. That needs to be a shirt you can buy. Yeah, I hope so. I'm, a higher, on, I'm higher on Yuta than a lot of guys. I don't think he's fucking great, but I like him in this group, and I think it's going to do him good in the future. And we talked about Yuta like a year ago to, about how they have a plan for Yuta and Garcia. Yeah. And it's just it's it's that a lot of people get butthurt because it's not they're not over yet. They're not the personality that they want to be want them to be within three months of them. It's like give them a year. Do you think Daniel Garcia's hip thrusting isn't over? Yeah, exactly. It's very over. And Yuta's 
And you is just a flat out better performer than he was a year ago. Yeah, and he's like, you know, he's he's that cowardly, you know, he's the uh, well to us, he's like the bitch of Blackpool Combat Club. But in him, he's the little brother who's like, I'll kick your ass. Right. I mean, like Daniel Bryan, he said he's a he's a annoying little shit, but he's our annoying little shit. And if you exactly. Him, yeah. Uh, uh, this was good. I like Shibata. Shibata. Speaking of Uter, Shibata bitch slapped him into the third realm. Turn the <laughs> uh, my God. Uh, and, you know, it, it's obviously leading to Kingston beating Claudio for the Ring of Honor title now that he's back and healthy. It the, didn't help the first time they did it. They were both heels. Yeah, and he was injured, needed surgery. But now that he's back and he's done the New Japan Tour, it's obvious he's going to win, which he should, because um, Claudio's needed on the main show without doing the ring of honor stuff. Um, it's fine. Three, three quarters. Good match. Yeah. <laughs> anybody who thinks anybody who still thinks that Cesaro should have re-signed with WWE and stayed there is nuts. <laughs> right. Jesus Christ. That's almost as ridiculous as the swerve needs to get out of his contract and go back. <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> Our next match. All right. I've been trying to practice his name. Konosuke, Konosuke, Konosuke Takashida. No, Takeshita. Takeshita, damn it, I'll work on that. Konosuke Takeshita defeating Kenny Omega in 30 minutes and 30 seconds. I love this fucking match, too. It delivered the hype that I had for it. I didn't think it'd live up to it, but it did. Um, to me... Um, and you know what? Uh, I read an interesting stat that we haven't paid attention to, Joe. But Omega's lost on pay-per-view five of the last six times. Really? This man just does not win pay-per-view matches, and nobody notices. He's putting people over. He's making people happen. Uh, yeah. But Kenny That's Omega it. doesn't put people over. He only looks out for himself. Yeah. Obviously, as you can tell from here, uh, <laughs> this fucking match was awesome. And to me, Kanosuke is a main eventer, yeah. just waiting to happen. He just needs that theme song to be changed. I'm sorry. It's uh, <laughs> it's uh, right to censor, but like worse. And we like the right to censor theme song. It's uh, it was so awesome. Uh, he won with his move. Omega put him over clean of the sheet. Great match. And this is also another one I went four and three quarters on. The Blue Thunder Bomb from the top rope. To be honest, and to be honest, I thought uh, Konosuke might be the one to kick out of the one ring angel. I know no one has yet, but I'm like, he could be the one. Like, if, like, even in this match alone, I'm like, if he hits it, you know, he could kick out of it. Like, that's how what my feeling was during this match. I'm like, oh, he's, he can kick out. And then everyone would be like, what? Nobody kicks out. I would believe it. It's going to be, uh, yeah, no, this was fucking awesome. I, yeah, the sky's the limit with Konosuke. I just, just wonder where they, where they go now. I'm sure there'll be a rematch down the road, but I don't know. Uh, if I were them, I'd capitalize on Konosuke. Uh, ooh, you know what I'd do? Because Moxley doesn't need that international title long. I'd have Kanosuke beat him at full gear. 
and give Konosuke that strap and let him run with it. Make they, you could do the storyline from Blood and Guts that he left them. Yeah, yeah, and you that, know what? That's that's how you did bring in that storyline. Perfect, perfect. That's what I do with him because he needs a bigger profile, and that's one way to do it. Um, yeah. It really should. Our next match was an eight-man tag match, as it's the Bang Bang Club of the Bullet Club Gold of Austin and Colton Gunn, Jay White, and Juice Robinson, defeating FTR and the Young Bucks. This was a strong, this was a strong match, man. Uh, I gave this like four and a half. And, but, and I'll tell you why I liked it. A lot of people aren't that high on it. I thought the storyline telling was great. That Bullet Club Gold is a cohesive unit, and they were always one step ahead. And FTR and Young Bucks weren't off. They were, in fact, they did great double team moves. They hit each other's finishers, like mixed and match. Like you know, Wheeler and Nick Jackson would hit the double team move, and then then the other two would do it. They, it's not that they were not cohesive. It's just that they weren't cohesive enough to take on the team that's completely together and 100 percent together yeah you know we make everybody makes a joke can they coexist can they coexist they did it just wasn't strong enough and i love that story because what have i always one of the things i hate about wf and wcw in the old days they still is when they would have two main event guys team up against a full-time tag team and not only would the full-time tag team lose but they would usually look like jobbers and it, it's it's the old school thinking of me that a full-time 100% cognizant tag team should be able to beat two big time stars because they're not used to teaming together and they could, they could take care of that advantage. They could use it and win. And they kind of played it off too, by the fact that they did the, uh, they cut to Nick outside with dash and he's like, I'm sorry. I was just late. I'm sorry. You know, like it wasn't like, dude, what, what did you do wrong? He's like, I was just late. Right. It was like, I, I tried to get there. I just couldn't. Well done. Plus, I think, boy, but they've, they've managed to turn around the, uh, the embarrassing flop that they had with Jay White's debut. Yeah. Yeah. Really yeah. And then on top of that, who thought Juice would get as over as he's been in this? I saw, the, I saw a meme. It's funny. It's like, do you know that we live in a world where Juice Robinson and Tony Storm live together? And it's just a photo of their personalities on AW. And it's just like, yeah, that checks out. It's ridiculous. But oh, lucky man. Who, who would have thought that the guns would gel in with them? Yeah. Uh, I, somebody did. And whoever did was a genius because this worked out really well. I, uh, the good old JR sent me a text the other day and sent me a photo of the Bullet Club. And he's like, oh, the Bullet Club ate, ate what it used to be like. Because he sent me, uh, it was the Impact show, like the oh, Impact yeah. versus the World or whatever one was. The World. Yeah, and they showed a photo of the Bullet Club and the, what the main event was going to be. And good old JR was like, not like it used to be. And I'm like, hey, man, gold is fantastic. And he's like, cool. oh, they're just ruining Jay White right now. I'm like, bang, bang, club, dude. Just watch. Bang, bang, gang. It's fucking yeah. awesome. And cardboard. Cardblade. Cardblade, yeah. I, it's, it's one of those things, like, I, I haven't been really collecting wrestling shirts anymore. Like, I do here and there, but, like, I do more of the, 
fun ones of like beware of dog yeah yeah pay-per-view yeah. and i'm like i'm tempted at the bang bang club gold one just because I'm like i'm off i'm all in on uh bullet club gold also my and it looks like they're gonna go feed with the elite so that should be interesting if nothing else yeah i just hope that they get some wins in it yeah yeah <laughs> let's hope um we got one kind of tonight with the against them so our main event for the uh, night is for the AEW International Championship as John Moxley defeats Orange Cassidy in 19 minutes and 50 seconds. Okay, dude. I don't know if I can do this justice, but I'm going to try, okay? One, I don't know how you feel about him. I've, I have been outspoken in my fact that I get Orange Cassidy and I'm all in on him. I get the whole thing and what he's done with this title has been an awesome reign, which actually made that title important. It's far more prestigious than the TNT title at this point. Um, It's his title reign. And how ironic is it in 2023 in the company that still talks about them being pro wrestling, that the workhorse of the company is the guy with the gimmick of orange Cassidy. The guy that doesn't ever want to move, doesn't want to do anything, is lazy. But he's the workhorse of that company this year. Week in and week out. I, I'm I'm all for Caspi. And when we did that fantasy draft for one week, I picked him as my first overall pick. And you guys questioned me about it. I'm like, just watch. Dude, you'd have, you'd have run away with the damn thing. Yeah. I Because it's the thing of, we were doing the points of if it was... Uh, victories via title matches. I'm like, he had 30-plus victory matches. So I'm like, I would have ran away with it pretty hard. But it's just like, I picked him as my first pick, and you guys were like, really, Orange Cassidy? I'm like, watch. I And I picked Jack Perry. He yeah, was I'll, on a push. I'll admit it. I was wrong. I was way wrong. Uh, you you saw something. It was smart drafting on your part. Let me see if I can uh, find the draft. This guy has had a fantastic year, and I got news for you. It ain't over yet. Um, This was meant to be exactly what I think it accomplished, and that's to elevate him to the main event level. Yeah, and it's better than than what freaking he tried to do with Jericho because Jericho just tried to steal the rub. Yeah, go figure. Uh, (laughs) Ask Guevara how his career is going. Four years in, he's still Jericho's bitch. Uh, no, this has been great. And this match was really good. Uh, I love the storyline. First of all, I like the one thing that I didn't think they'd do, but between the promo on Saturday and the way he wrestled him tonight, Moxley made it a thousand percent clear that he took this man seriously because he knew how fucking good he was. Where it would have been so easy to do the whole, oh, he's a joke, and I'm going to wipe the floor with him. Would have been an easy way to do it. A lot of other people have. But he did it differently. He's like, I see what he's doing. I know he's good. Everybody who says he's nothing or just throw out the fucking lunch. I know I'm going to have to work harder than I ever have. I'm going to whip his ass. I'm going to beat him, but it's not going to be easy. It was perfect. It was exactly what it... And also, international title match 
including Orange Cassidy, and everybody bought it as the main event. It got over a million. Yeah. So. Like, I'm not saying he should be world champ, but anybody who says they're not putting over younger guys, and I get it, Orange Cassidy is damn near 40, but younger guys in terms of being used on national television as a star. They're, they're building slowly Yuta. They're slowly building Garcia. Who knows what they'll do? They're, they've built Orange Cassidy. They're building Kanosuke. They're building Starks. Hopefully Big Bill. I see a lot of young guys getting built here, which is a good thing. And he did the perfect. I love the storyline that he just he's worked so many times, and it's hard for him to to win each week and he's been looking through it and finally in this match he got his ass kicked and he got up and he had just enough of his orange Cassidy and his left to just stand there and flip off Moxley and Moxley knew exactly what he had to do he just went in and cinched in his finish and hit a damn good finish to pin him it was exactly what it should have been it was perfect I, I went four and a half on this which I was not expecting to do I I enjoyed this match I like the yeah, idea that what they did was, you know, the, the Cassidy blood, Moxley didn't. Which, yeah, you know, the joke it. was, was like, who thought that was going to happen? I um, bet you that was Moxley's idea. Yeah. Um, the idea of the spot where, you know, we do the spot with him putting in the his hands in his pockets and start doing the soft, you know, the little lazy kicks and lazy kicks. But then he just starts booting him. Yep. Because you knew well, I got to beat his ass. Like oh, this was there to me. This was like one of those matches. Like in a way, hear me out. In a way, it was a Moxley squash match. Yeah, yeah. It got him over. It yeah, did. I mean, it, it helped. It helped Cassidy a lot. But it's just watching him like, oh, this is like a squash match. Like to the point where, um, like Cassidy would do a move, but then. Monster just put a forearm into him. Yeah. It, it, like I said, it was the perfect story where it's a long-term story, too. Where going in, the storyline is that, at best, Orange Cassidy is like 60%. Yeah. He's he's beat up and he's tired. And Moxley was going to chew him up and spit him out, which is exactly what he did. Yeah, now, the, was- story, the thing about that story is so good is now, later on, whenever you want to do it, and I would do it like a year from now, they can wrestle again where Orange Cassidy hasn't been tired and beaten down by a title reign, and he can fucking be at full strength and probably beat him. Yeah, there there was a photo shot photo shot that they did, and it was like the angle. It was in the corner behind Cassidy, but it was like a zoom in of his hand, like just bandaged up when you see like a you know Moxie on the other side. Yep, that was good. Everything about this was well done, and to me, this pay per view felt like a reset. Like, yeah. oh, this, this felt like old school AEW to me. Yeah. It, it's not like the old time where, where the last couple of years. And no, I am not blaming Punk for any of that. It's just that the company's grown in different shit. Yeah. But this felt like a bit of an old school AEW show where it was just hard working matches up and down the card. Everybody fucking delivered. And it showed. And to me, like I said earlier, I, I prefer this to all in. Yeah. Wow. Well. Yeah, it's um, it's hard. I don't know. It's like the hard thing. Like I, you know, they're both great shows. Again, you know, they 
you know, people criticize them. A lot of people like, oh, another show back to back weeks. How are you going to, you know, a lot of underestimated shows like every pay-per-view AEW does is underestimated at points to some people like really this is going to happen and then also, you watch it a less than stellar card but they fucking killed it yeah again and you i think you said while we're watching like this remind you like a ecw like that the main event is not the world title the world the heavyweight champion of your company is in your first match tonight in a tag match for uh, you know for tag titles yeah and then RVD's defending that TV title in the main event. And it was like, it, it kind of felt like that. I was like, you know, this is refreshing in a way. Yeah. You can't do it all the time, but it's uh, it, doing it sparingly like this. Not only does it give the world champion that whole title a, a bit of a breather, but it also elevates the title and the wrestlers you're putting in that spot. Mm-hmm. And you need to do that sometimes. Yeah. Well, really I- incredible show. Yeah, and then like the presser after, you know, you had people, <clears throat> excuse me, you had them talking, and like it's just like that funny, it's just that funny thing of watching the presser, and then everybody has a, they bring up Punk, and he's just like, uh, really can't talk about it. It was a tough decision. That's all we can do. And then someone saw, you know, we talked about how people hate on Tony Khan for being too nice, and it's like someone brought up how Sunny Kiss is no longer part of the roster and he's like i let that you know i let it run all the way through her the 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 contract expired and i just the roster's too big i just couldn't resign but if they get hot down the line i'm always watching let me look they brought Stu grayson back see so. yeah and that's what he brought up too he's like i brought we brought Stu back like we will bring people back if it makes sense you can't i mean it's like yeah you can't employ everybody yeah. And let's be honest, uh, Sonny Kiss isn't good. Yeah. I, I get the whole idea of, of signing him and giving him a shot. Just weren't good. Mm. Sorry. So. Fucking hell. <laughs> well, let's uh, talk about a WWE payback. You know, not good. Who knows? We'll see. Um, or we weird... kickoff matches, Joe. Uh, the kickoff matches? Uh, there wasn't any. Oh. It was just a half an hour of them talking. Yeah. A full hour, buddy. Oh, sorry, full hour. Yeah. So we have six matches. As uh, Our first match was Becky Lynch defeating Trish Stratus in a steel cage match in 20 minutes. I'll tell you what. We put the work in. This was a really good showcase, I thought. It fucking yeah. worked. It fucking the, worked. The superplex off the top. It worked. It was just that crummy thing of, like, it was a bad storyline going into, you know, a good match. Trish growing that gigantic egg on her forehead. Pop the bubble. Ooh, it was, uh, it was good. It was a really good match. The Becky deserves better, but then again, Trish worked her fucking ass off here. They both were screwed by the bad storyline, which is terrible. Yeah, storyline. but now Becky is gonna go down NXT and go for the women's title that she hasn't won yet. Not quite sure that's the best use of Becky Lynch, but okay, whatever. That's what they're doing. Yeah, I think she's wrestling elite next week. I think it is on NXT for the title. 
putting so, over to Straton. Yeah. Uh, this was, I give this uh, about uh, three and three quarter. It was a good match. Okay. Yeah, it was good. Um, we kind of came into it halfway, but I rewatched it, like watched what I missed just because of the fact that we began the collision to see what type of cluster it was going to be. Um, oh. Our next match was L.A. Knight. Yeah. Defeating The Miz with John Cena as the special guest referee in 15 minutes and 45 seconds. Oh, it should have been seven minutes. Um, this went way too long for me. I like both guys, particularly L.A. Knight. This should have been a fucking seven-minute squash to keep him looking really strong and move on to the next thing. Yeah, I, it was okay. It's, you know, it's like L.A. Knight's getting the, uh, you know, getting over by himself. And it's like, okay, how can we, where can we, where can WWE go to ruin this? You know, and then people talk about how he's going to be on the, you know, he's still not going to be a top player yet. But now he's got the handshake from Cena after, but a stare down as well. So could this lead to one of the matches type, you know, it's like, hope not. I, I hope not because it's that, it's the thing of, I'm sorry, but you can't pass the torch to someone who is almost the same age or round Cena's age, you know? And plus he's over as a baby face. You don't want to prove against Cena. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Cause we've entered uncle Cena stage where he comes back and people cheer him. Cause He's a star, and they miss people. Yeah, yeah. It's like, where were you when you would chant Cena sucks, you know? Hey, this went way too fucking long, dude. I ended up going just a flat three. And this is a theme for the night. Uh, matches are going way too long. Yeah. And then our next match was a match for the U.S. title as PWO leader, I mean LWO leader, Rey Mysterio defeats Austin Theory in nine minutes and 45 seconds. I'm damn near ready to send Austin Theory back on NXT. Jesus Christ. I'm surprised they haven't. If they're sending Becky down, why the hell they're not sending Yeah, but he's like going backwards. Like he's way worse than he was a year ago. What is going on? Uh, Yeah, fuck it. This wasn't great. Uh, I would chat two and a half maybe. Be generous. It was, you know, they didn't fuck anything up, but it just wasn't good. Austin Theory's just become the blah to me. What they need to do is someone put online, I'm like, I'm I'm intrigued, but we'll see. You can put Austin Theory with uh, Grayson Waller, and there's your tag team, your, your cocky young guns type thing. Why not? Do it. You got to do it. something. Right? Do it. Uh, our next match was a Steel City street fight for the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships as the Judgment Day of Finn Balor and Damian Priest defeat Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn to win those titles in 20 minutes and 45 seconds. I really enjoyed this. I thought this was a lot of fun. Um, I went four and a half on this. Wow. I, I enjoyed all of it. I even enjoyed the overbooked mess that was the ending. Um, in this kind of a match, that shit just kind of works. I, it's kind of weird. It, that, it, this, uh, KO and Sammy had a shit reign. 
Yeah, it was like 150 days, and everyone's online like, it was a great run. I'm like, what are you talking about? It was terrible. Yeah, it wasn't. It was meh. It was, they, you know, meh, because they both got hurt. Yeah, then they didn't do anything with them even when they were here. It was just like, yeah. oh, yeah. By the way, her chance. Like, uh, J.D. Mc, McDonaghan or whatever got, like, I think his back exploded on the table. Yeah. When uh, they did the pop-up. I did like the hockey spot. You know, they're in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Freaking cool. Owens is busted open. He has, you know, he has a Funk shirt on. They This was more of a hardcore match for a Terry Funk tribute than what they gave us with the uh, Street Profits and uh, and crap on SmackDown. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this was good. And I, you know, I, I'm still not a big fan of the Judgment Day. I think it's kind of goofy. But they're definitely pushing him, getting him over. And it's working. It appears to be working. You can't argue that. So I don't blame him. Go with the hot hand. Although they might be running them into the ground. I saw a stat that I was like, no way. In the last three months, that's eight, uh, four months. That's 18 episodes of Raw, right? Yeah. Uh, they mainly invented 16 episodes of the 18. Jesus. And... And then they're going down to NXT for spots to like. Uh, that, that's like Triple H03 level domination. Yeah. How well that worked. Speaking of Judgment Day, as our next match is for the Women's World Championship, as Rhea Ripley defeats Raquel Rodriguez, or the back, in 17 minutes and 20 seconds. Yeah, this wasn't that good. Um, I, I just don't think Raquel Rodriguez is that good. She's got awkward footwork. Her timing is never quite on. And her whole gimmick is that she has a back. Yeah. And um, I think it doesn't help that she smiles a lot, even though she was told yeah. to. It doesn't help the trying to be a badass. And while they're like, I'm going to smile. And To me, she's just not that good. And Rhea killed her, which she should have. And then, it, you know, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only match that didn't overstay its welcome, thank God. But, yeah. Well, our next match is our main event for the World Heavyweight Championship. As Seth freaking Rollins, or Franklin, defeats Shinsuke Nakamura in 26 minutes and 5 seconds. And the storyline going into it is that Rollins has a bad back. And, you know, going into it, you know, there's that chance. Who knows that uh, Rollins might lose because this is a legit injury. I would have had Rollins lose. Had Nakamura hold it for a month, maybe two tops, and give it to LA Knight when he's white hot. Because he's never going to get this hot again. He's already 40. Let's give him a run and see what it does. Yeah. But he's he's still... Oh, that's the rematch. We were talking about rematches. Uh, fuck, it was Knight and Miz all over again. Yep. So, I liked this match. It had a slower pace. It had a deliberate attack on the back. I like heel deliberate Shinsuke. I thought he was he brought the vicious out. Uh, Rollins played a good sympathetic underdog injured baby face. I liked everything until the ending, Joe. Yeah. Tell, tell me this. So Shinsuke pretty much wipes the floor with you for 20 minutes. Takes out your back. Damn near leaves you beaten to hell. So you finally 
miss one of his he Shinsuke misses one of his moves. And you're lucky enough to give a half ass boot. You didn't even go all the way to the ropes and come back off. You just took a step back and then did the old curb stomp. And it's enough to beat him. That's the only move you've done in like ten minutes. And you didn't even do it all the way. It was just like, oh yeah, here I am. Boom. One, two, three. I hated that. I did too. It, to me, have Shinsuke kick out of that one and then have Rollins do a proper one where he grows, runs off, gets a lot of momentum, and then fucking does it. Or and like then, off the top rope or something. Do something more drastic instead of a one step. Because that should be a protected move. It's a goddamn curb stomp. But yeah. the one he hit, I was like, oh, come on. That pinned him? Really? Oh. That killed yeah. it. Until then, I loved it. And then and then Shinsuke attacked him afterwards, too. Yeah, but they, <laughs> it's like, they had of to until they went off the air and then yeah. he attacks him. That's yeah, off the air. And then it sounds like uh, it's that bold strategy, Cotton, when it's like, hey, on Raw, Rollins is asking for the rematch. Like, I'll give you a title match. And Shinsuke's like, no. Like, yeah, give, me the, give me the rematch now. Because even if they do it in fighting, Shinsuke looks like an idiot. Like, you're just handed the title match. You're like, nah, I'm good. Yeah, we're fine. That's weird. That's weird. Don't care for it. Overall, okay show. Uh, I can't say it was bad because it wasn't. But a lot of the matches went way too long. Well, uh, and also we had the Grayson Waller effect with Cody Rhodes coming out to announce the new member of Raw, and it's one Jey Uso. Oh, yeah. Who got a monster pop? He's over as hell. Can't argue that. Uh, I guess we'll have to see if he lives up to his main event uh, motto, or will he just be on main event? So then the question, sir, is on Raw, they Adam Pierce announced that uh, someone from Raw ha- is a trade. It's a, that's what it is. It's a trade. So who's going yeah. to SmackDown? See, that's the question, and the, the only shitty part is I don't watch enough WWE to have my finger on the pulse of who would fit well, who's, who's usually you can tell. They've, they've pushed, or they've, someone started losing all their matches or not doing well. Yeah. I don't know. It's, you know, you can't do Cody, because if you're losing, like, I'm just saying that, you can't do Cody because of if you're going to lose Fox... And, you know, as you put it, everybody's going to Raw now because Fox has lost interest in WWE. So who will, you know, I, I think it's just going to be like a, like, um, you know, Gable or something. Like, I heard the Gable-Walter uh, match was really good. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, I heard that was a really good match, so it wouldn't surprise me at all if Gable gets turned over there. And then just becomes Shorty G again. All right. So, but what a, you know, hmm? what a week. Yeah, right. It was supposed to be slow. It was supposed to be slow. Yeah, just, stuff happened. Right. Three fucking shows we had to review. A giant yeah. fucking changing event in one company. Jesus Christ. Right. And it's just, and you're watching. Uh, Emergence. Emergence, I'm sorry. Which, I mean, the, the, you know the story with Impact, I say it every time. The talent's fine. The matches are okay. Production leaves a little to be desired. Um, 
Like right now, it's right now it's the Rascals against Subculture for the tag belts. Of course, Subculture, Mark Andrews and uh, Flash Morgan Webster from NXT UK. Of course, the Rascals, uh, the one guy from uh, WSK or whatever that was fired in NXT. Yeah. Wesley's partner and the other one. I forgot his name. Trey Miguel. So those two. So it's a good match. Talent's there. And I'm glad that that guy's gotten another chance since he didn't do anything wrong to get fired in the first place. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what happened to that? Uh, that's bullshit, right? So she makes the entire thing up, but yet he still pays the price and he's damn near canceled. Mm-hmm. For nothing. How come more people don't talk about that part of it? No idea. No idea. That's fucked up. Right. Um, and by the and upcoming week, uh, WWE is doing a live show in India. The spectacular, the wrestlers, you know, spectacular, and it's uh, Rollins and Cena versus the Imperium guys. Because of course you wouldn't put that on the cock or nothing. Right. You you don't you don't have a streaming site that you could do it. That all they just stream is repeats or movies that you could just watch on your own time, but. It, like, it, it's that funny thing of, like, when we were watching the Monday Night War stories, which you go to NoSoundTainment.com for, and uh, it's, like, that crazy thing of, like, you wish at that time you could watch those, but they didn't right. have the opportunity or the feature to. But now, they do, but you're still not doing it. Exactly. So, but stupid. Stupid. <laughs> but, oh. what's... So, well, what's... Well, well, you know it's not stupid. Is uh, get we'll get your takes out for Power Pro Wrestling's altered egos at powerprowrestling.eventbreak.com or powerprowrestling.com or nosoentertainment.com. Get your yeah. tickets now. Get your tickets now. You don't want to miss out. You know if you know it's it's going to be a celebration and maybe a tragedy. Who knows? We'll just find out uh, in two weeks as we will talk about the card next week here. But again, get your tickets now at powerprowrestling.com. PowerProWrestling.Eventbrite.com, the Eventbrite app, NoSellerEntertainment.com, where also you can find everything that we do for you. You can also uh, find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and that Discord. Come follow us on all of those. Uh, yeah, you can listen. I promise I'll join the Discord as soon as I can figure out how to log back into it. We'll get you there one of these days. Well, apparently I had it before, and but changing the password, uh, uh, it's challenging. I'll put it that way. <laughs> you get it one. It's just forget password and see what happens. What uh? I what? No, I tried it. it. It still doesn't get there. That's amazing. Uh, but I'm an maybe, old man. Maybe just make a new one. Is that is the old man way of? Ah, I tried. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. What's going on. But follow us on all of those. Uh, social medias and the discord uh, you can listen to us on apple podcast spotify and wherever you listen to your podcasts 